Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. By Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. By RomanticAsheville.com, create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on pretty much all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, Amazon, you can find Speaking of Travel pretty much on all podcast platforms. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and stories from people who have a passion for travel and storytelling that are all so awe-inspiring. Well, my guest today is Brendan Drudnihani, Director of Communications at Black Tomato, a luxury travel company in the U.S. and the U.K. I've always looked at Black Tomato for their innovative approach because they inspire handcrafted experiences that are designed specifically for every passion, obsession, and desire in travel. And Brendan, it is so great to have you here on the show today. It's absolutely my pleasure, Marilyn. Thanks for having me. So, Brendan, there's a lot going on in travel this year, and I know that people are looking at different ways of thinking about travel, but I'm curious, how did you get into travel in the first place? What was it like for you? Did you grow up in a traveling family? Did you travel as a kid? I did. You know, from a young age, uh, both of my parents were English professors, and uh, my mother was a Thomas Hardy scholar, so I... From a very young age, I think five or six was sort of my first uh, foray into the UK. And, you know, from there, we would go back often, um, frequently different summers and also, you know, traveled sort of around the world with my parents and a love of travel and sort of uh, all of the amazing things that come with it and the stories that you can tell are kind of uh, what inspired me to get into the industry. Well, you had a lot going on as a kid. You were very fortunate to 
to have that kind of lifestyle. So give us an idea of what it was like as you were growing up when you went to college. Did you decide then that you wanted to get in the travel industry? Sort of, yeah. I think, you know, I was an anthropology major and um, part of where I studied abroad was in Ackle Island in the farthest west point of Ireland. And, you know, I was an anthropology major, so that doesn't necessarily translate exactly to communications. But, um, you know, as, as any liberal arts education goes, you sort of find your way. And I think, you know, being able to travel frequently, you know, while in college and, you know, with friends and my parents, you know, it always sort of felt like a natural fit. And, and that's how I sort of got into, into the world of luxury travel and communications and you know, worked with a bunch of wine clients in wine regions, as well as, you know, different, different uh, hotel and chefs and sort of all these different interesting personalities. And when Black Tomato became kind of part of my lexicon, it's been, yeah, sort of a labor of love. Well, let's talk a little bit about Black Tomato, because it really... Uh, this company is is just so innovative, and I have really enjoyed the research that I've done on the kind of trips and and travel experiences that that you offer. Give us a little bit of uh, a backstory on Black Tomato and how that even came to be. Sure. So about uh, fifteen years ago, around two thousand and five, the three co-founders, which is Tom and Matt and James, who currently still own the company, it's privately held. They sort of were in their bedrooms dreaming up what a travel company would look like to them. And at the time, there were you know, many different companies in the space, but everyone sort of had a kind of tick box approach. And it was sort of very kind of overly traditional in a way. And they wanted to start a company that would be traveling as they wanted to do it. So it was really kind of unusual, unique experiences that no one else has had. And that's sort of how the company started. And it was never really based on specific destinations, but more on traveling to sort of to address how you want to feel and sort of the emotions. So that, that's kind of how things started. And then, you know, 15 years later, we're, you know, we work all over the world. And, and the real kind of ethos is to create these, these rare moments for travelers and entirely bespoke experiences that someone else has never done so that when you come to us everything is done by hand you know you work with a travel expert that's dedicated and you know your real point of contact who will help craft and rework and do 10 15 different iterations of an itinerary before it's it's perfect for that client so that's kind of what i think sets us apart from some of the others what a wonderful opportunity for for people to be able to really create and customize their own type of journey wherever they want to go. And and you were saying all over the world, I want to make sure people know how to get in touch and be able to look at what Black Tomato does. Give us a website so we can, people can be looking while we're talking. Sure. So it would be blacktomato.com slash US. So we're based in the US and the UK, but for you know, an American audience, that's the best sort of gateway. And from there, you can, you know, search by destinations or by parts of the world, but also sort of unique experiences. We do incredible luxury glamping setups called Blink, kind of all over the world. And yeah, you can sort of go by inspirations. We have a number of ways you can kind of explore the site just to inspire, you know, your next trip. Well, speaking of next trips, uh, this, as I mentioned 
is a challenging year. We're coming to the end of a, uh, what is really uh, just took a toll on a lot of travel plans. So what are you seeing now, Brendan, as far as trends? What are, what are you seeing over there at Black Tomato that, that is giving people the incentive to begin traveling again? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's really interesting. It's obviously been a, a very difficult year for, for so many. And, you know, we've obviously felt an impact. I think what's interesting is, is a, you know, and, and something that's emerging is there's this kind of theme of what we're calling low and slow. And by that, I mean, people are actually traveling with more intention for sort of longer periods of time. Traditionally, Americans are the worst at actually taking that two-week vacation, but we really see next year from all of the data and from all of our bookings that people are really carving out longer periods of time to travel more intentionally. And while our volume of sales is obviously down because of COVID, we're actually seeing the trip spend with our clients nearly doubled. If you look at this year from last year, which is an interesting point of reference because, you know, people are are really looking to make the most of that time and and you know, whether that's banking up, you know, your own sort of time off because you haven't been traveling and you've also been maybe saving for travel, you know, people are, are actually putting even more than they have in the past into 2021. Because they've been saving up and they're ready to, they're ready to go and, and have some kind of a return to the familiar, I would imagine, especially people who have traveled a lot in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that one thing is, you know, we've all been so kind of trapped and, and unable to see people. So we're seeing a big rise in, you know, multi-generational travel, like larger groups of people looking at the summer of next year. And, you know, when we think about returning to the familiar, it's, you know, if it's not necessarily that people are going back to the same place that they've been, but, you know, if, if what you love about Italy is, you know, going through Lake Como, you know, we're seeing people look at Sicily this year for something really special. And there's this, the culture and geography, that sort of sense of familiarity is really important to people because this is their first time traveling since lockdown. So they, some of the, the things that appeal most are, are coming through in their bookings and areas that they want to go. Well, Brendan, when we come back, I want to pick up right there because I know on that note, there are some destinations that people are really longing to go to. Maybe I think bucket list is, uh, is one way to look at it, but also just this has been a year when people have had a lot more time to do some research and and really explore, uh, sometimes virtually, destinations and are making some big changes in where they want to go and what they want to do coming down the coming down into the new year. So we're going to look forward to hearing that from you. I know um, uh, you've got a list, right? <laughs> We do. We do. It's an exciting one. It is. Well, Brendan, thank you. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking about travel trends and some really uh, exciting travel destinations coming up in the new year. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. (music) 
best way to feel the love is to share it. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Over the last 12 years, Subaru has donated over $200 million to charity. This year, we're continuing the tradition. Right now, when you get a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charity partners. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. This year, Prestige Subaru welcomes Homeward Bound WNC and the Asheville Humane Society as our hometown charity partners. The Subaru Share the Love event. Now through January 4th at Prestige Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And as the new year is approaching, I'm excited to be here with my guest today, Brendan Druniani from Black Tomato, a luxury travel company in the U.S. and the U.K. And Brendan, we were talking earlier about the way that travelers are starting to get excited again about traveling and starting to make some plans. And I know that Black Tomato has a new program. I just want to kind of mention that real quick. It's a a flex program. Let's talk about that for just a minute because flexibility is something that is really top of mind right now. Sure, yeah. We we have a program called State of Flex that we implemented, which is fully flexible booking conditions where, you know, within 30 days you can cancel your trip for a full refund, no questions asked. It doesn't have to be related to COVID or anything else. And we, you know, really wanted to kind of, assure our travelers that, you know, they can actually take this leap and have something to look forward to and not worry about sort of some of the risks. So, you know, to also, yeah, to mitigate risk, but also just to get people excited about travel. And it's been a very warm reception. I love that. I think it's so savvy and forward thinking for companies like Black Tomato to be thinking what is best for our customers? What can we do to make them feel good and and safe. And we were talking earlier too about some destinations because as you had mentioned, people are, uh, you know, they like the familiar places, but this has been a year when people have really had an opportunity to kind of think outside the box a little bit. What are you all finding as far as destinations that are starting to come up to the surface? I would say Costa Rica is a really interesting one. You know, it's about five hours from New York and there's, you know, very low COVID cases there. It's also, you know, just a vastly different landscape and you get on the plane and you're somewhere just absolutely incredible. So I think, you know, one of the sort of trends that's relevant for this as well is that people are, there's a renewed appreciation of conservation and and those efforts. And Costa Rica is one of the most exemplary. I mean, they have goals to be completely carbon neutral and you know they their conservation programs are some of the best in the world so what we're seeing is that our travelers want to be more hands-on and actually be able to take part in research in different parts of Papagayo Peninsula and even in the jungle with Proyecto Assis which is a sloth conservation so that's a really important thing for travelers this year is to travel with that kind of intention and Costa Rica is a great place to do it. I would love to go to Costa Rica in 2021 and what about some domestic travel? We talk a lot about international travel and island hopping and going to exotic places, but there's a lot right here in our own country. What What are you seeing as far as people uh, looking at domestic travel? I, I think there's been a huge, you know, uh, 
rush of our clients wanting to do domestic experiences. We facilitated them, but also, you know, these, there's these amazing iconic destinations that, you know, you may sort of put off because it seems like, oh, well, I'll get there one day. And, you know, for next year, it's really the time you can do it. Like parts of, you know, New Mexico is really kind of a bucket list type of place, but not that far. And, you know, Diablo Canyon, where they shot all these blockbuster movies, we're facilitating these amazing experiences that are centered around kind of the best views. And for us, it's about kind of taking travelers to parts that are iconic, but doing it in a different way. And we're seeing a lot of people interested in places like New Mexico. There's some new openings. Um, Bishop's Lodge is opening in Santa Fe. And there's a Rosewood. There's some beautiful properties. And, you know, you can also Chattanooga, Tennessee is a great one as well. There's a new Lifehouse Hotels opening up in Chattanooga, which is going to be great in the old um, Juchu Museum, I think it was. And, you know, there's a lot to do in Tennessee. I mean, I went to school there, so I have a particular place for it in my heart. But Tennessee is beautiful in the mountains and sort of Dolly Parton-esque things, you know, where she grew up. And they're the amazing places you can stay and fly fish and, you know, great music and that kind of thing. So Tennessee is definitely on the radar as well. Well, Brenda, give us an idea uh, if... If we are looking at a travel adventure, a travel experience that is really geared to what interests us, how would we go about putting together a package with Black Tomato? So, yeah, it really starts with, you know, talking to one of our travel experts and they're all destination experts. So, you know, you kind of go through a, a, a sort of process where people are assessed, you know, where you might be interested in, and that could change. But ultimately, you kind of start with what what gets you most excited about travel and what get, what you know you want to feel and the emotions and the kind of vistas. And, you know, if, if you're really into food and wine, how can we get you access to private social clubs and meet with the chef behind the scenes? So it's it really is just based on interest. And then from there, everything comes together. So it's, it's pretty bespoke in nature. So somebody would would start by going to your website, which is, you said, blacktomato.com slash US. Mm -hmm. And you can make an inquiry there. There's also, um, you know, you can call us as well. That's that's a way to get in touch with certain people. You know, we have a service called Face to Place, which is, you know, sort of a video connection with travel experts, which some people like to, especially right now, we feel so Kind of isolated that it's a, it's a nice touch to actually be able to see the person that's helping plan your trip. So there's a number of ways that, yeah, you can kind of get in touch with us. Well, Brendan, being in the travel industry and being so immersed in uh, the industry on a day-to-day basis, what would you, what would you say to speaking of travel listeners in regard to thinking about 2021 and and moving forward with making travel plans? Yeah, I would say, you know, I think that across the board, places are becoming more flexible, but always sort of check the fine print and policies before you're going to book anything should your travel, you know, have to change. But I think also, you know, go with an open mind and don't sort of necessarily think only of the destination itself, but kind of what travel offers is the ability to kind of provide solutions to all of the things that we're facing right now, whether it's fatigue, missing your family, being kind of foggy in your brain and and think about what you want to get out of travel and destinations kind of roll out when you start thinking about that. And I think certainly remote destinations are going to be very important this year um, for a lot of people. And there are a lot of ways that you can do that. It's not only hotel properties. You can look at villas, you can look at Airbnbs, but, you know, 
being able to have a valuable travel experience isn't necessarily always about just sort of zeroing in on one destination because, you know, often our clients, you know, nine out of 10 really come with a brief where they want to go. And then nine out of 10 of them end up going somewhere different. It's really interesting. So I think it's just kind of going with an open mind and figuring out what you really want to get out of it. And that, you know, for me is I'd love to travel with, with family again. And so then from there, you know, assess kind of, of what setting you want and, and what you want to, to feel while you're there and, and, and learn. Well, there's so many opportunities coming up and that's, that's the, the part that really gives us hope as we move into the new year is the, uh, the vision of ourselves being with our families, being someplace. I just have to ask, so where would you see yourself on your first journey out in the next year? I mean, I think personally, it probably will be Costa Rica. It's a place that I've always wanted to go. And um, there's amazing new property that opened there called Origins Lodge. And there's a place um, called Pacuare Lodge, which is in the Pacuare River. The Four Seasons residences just opened in Papagaya. So there's a whole sort of like host of amazing things that you can do that take you from the beach to the jungle. And it's a great place that you can actually drive. It's, it's suitable for a self-drive. It can be rocky and bumpy at times, but that's a nice thing about Costa Rica too, is that it is in some ways drivable. So I think that my first journey will be a self-drive through Costa Rica. Well, let's just make a pack. Maybe we can meet you there. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Great. Well, Brendan, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today and uh, and giving us some good updates and tips on on what to do and where to go. And tell us again how we can get more information and connect with you. Sure. You can just go right to um, blacktomato.com slash US. And there's an area of the website you can make an inquiry. And there's also phone numbers there if you just want to chat on the phone. You know, we're always here and would love to help plan your travel. Well, thank you. We are really looking forward to it, Brendan. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, and we'll look forward to catching up with you again next year and getting some some great updates. Thanks so much, Marilyn. It was a pleasure. Well, as we've heard, the world of travel is indeed changing. But one thing we can always count on is celebrating the holidays at Biltmore in Asheville, North Carolina. Coming up to tell us more about what we can expect this holiday season is Leanne Donnelly, Biltmore Senior Public Relations Manager. So stay tuned. Are you ready to plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. Fall is here, making this the perfect time to explore all the many safe and memorable adventures found across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. 
With the holidays coming at us, the mere thought of traditions brings a smile to my face. I get all warm feeling, and I light up my winter cranberry and fir pine needle candles and make my famous candy cane sandwich cookies. And I hear those familiar songs in my mind. Did you know there's one holiday tradition people have celebrated for 125 years? It was December 1895 when George Vanderbilt first opened his new home to his family. I heard he invited 26 family members to visit and stay. His mother, Maria Luisa, served as the hostess, and I guess the rest, as you say, is history. Today we can all celebrate the holidays at Biltmore, and here to tell us more about what we can expect this holiday season is Leanne Donnelly, Biltmore's Senior Public Relations Manager. And Leanne, it is so great to have you on Speaking of Travel. Welcome to the show. Hey, Marilyn. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So Leanne, I love going to Biltmore. It has been a tradition in my family for many, many years, the candlelight tour is one of my very favorites and I know this year has been a little bit different for all attractions and destinations. Give us a little bit of an idea of what the holidays are like at Biltmore today. Well right now we are in the midst of Christmas at Biltmore and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, The house itself is decorated with 55 hand decorated Christmas trees all created and and designed by our in-house floral design team. And uh, the biggest Christmas tree in the house, of course, is 35 feet tall. It's in the banquet hall and it's just incredible. So those things are are very, are, are elements that we have every single year. And you're mentioning some of the differences. Of course, we are in the midst of a pandemic. So our top priority is to keep our guests and our employees as safe as possible. And we are following all of the the requirements as mandated by our governor, as well as our local officials. So for example, when you are touring inside Biltmore House and in any of our buildings, you we require that you do wear a face covering and maintain a six foot distance so that we can um, maintain social distancing. And uh, so those are the, the two top main, main things that are a little different this year. Um, we are operating at half capacity. We don't have quite as many guests coming into the house this year. Nonetheless, the house looks gorgeous. Well, it is always gorgeous. There's always <laughs> so much to see and twinkling lights. It's just breathtaking. And now as we approach winter, what is it like there at Biltmore during the winter? Because I know that there's always something going on. It's a year-round destination. What is it like for visitors at Biltmore during the winter time? Well, the winter time, of course, is our our more quiet season. We don't have quite as many guests coming to visit, uh, but it is still a really beautiful, very serene type feeling when you are out there um, on the property on a winter day. It's chilly, of course, but you know you come into the house and warm up, and it is just something that uh, things slow down. There's, like I said, not quite as many guests. And one of the things that I find intriguing is our conservatory in the wintertime is a beautiful place to go to warm up. And it is the soaring greenhouse and it's original to the estate. And it's like walking into a warm hug when you're walking around on the grounds when it's chilly, but you can warm up, warm right up in the conservatory. But in terms of um, special programming this winter, we will be offering some things that are 
uh, adding to our, our already robust outdoor activities. Some of that includes guided winter bird watching, I mean, mindfulness hike, morning meditation, and nature games for kids. And all of that is is designed for guests to be able to be outdoors. And yes, you'll wrap up and, and wear a cozy coat, but we think those those items are going to be, be popular and wonderful choices for folks coming with their families. And of course, touring inside Biltmore House and exploring the estate. Well, one thing that I love is what I call land snorkeling. When you go into that <laughs> building and you smell those orchids, because yes. the orchid collection in the winter is at its peak, and it is mm-mm, yummy. It's beautiful. It's colorful. I honestly did not realize how many types of orchids existed, and there are hundreds of them uh, in this building. And a lot of the orchids that are there go back to some of the original plants that were ordered for the conservatory, go back going back 100 plus years. Not, not the exact same plant, of course, but in keeping with the authenticity of what we're offering our guests, we, we often have plants and flowers that are true to the original design. Well, definitely bring along your camera because it is a uh, a photo op everywhere you turn. The flowers. It is. There's eye candy everywhere. <laughs> eye candy, indeed. Let's say I want to stay at, at Biltmore. What is it like there as far as lodging goes? Well, we have two wonderful hotels on the property. One is a four-star, our four-star inn on Biltmore Estate. And then we have our village hotel on Biltmore Estate. And staying at the end is the the top luxury. Um, it is, you know, we like to say, come and, li- and be here like the Vanderbilts were. And uh, one of the things we're offering right now, which I think is just an intriguing package, is, of course, it's called the um, Morning at Biltmore House package that you can um, stay over at the end. It includes your, your room, of course, but it also includes this premium guided morning tour of Biltmore House during the early morning hours when it's really quiet. And it's a really rare experience because one of the things that you will get to see on that on that tour is a view from the organ loft of um, the banquet hall. And we don't have that available on any other tour. So that is something that is exclusive to that lodging package. Also includes your uh, breakfast every morning in the end dining room, which is absolutely scrumptious. And it is just a lovely way to spend um, a couple of days on the estate. I would love to go and just spend a couple of nights there, a staycation, just get away from it all, come on over to Biltmore. Yeah, one of the things we hear from our guests who stay over is that they aren't even aware of the outside world, which might be very, very uh, appealing to some people right now. (laughs) But it is one of those things that a place that is really a step back in time, if you will, you're able to just sort of leave your worries at the gate and then come in and stay over in these lovely rooms. And then of course, have a morning in Biltmore House. It all sounds lovely, not to mention being able to to ride bikes. I know you have a a bike rental there, people can get their bikes. Mm -hmm. That was something also very popular over the summer when our guests were looking for ways to stay outdoors and and stay socially distanced. Well, we we have a bike rental option, and um, that was a very busy place uh, on the estate, the bike barn, people coming in to rent bikes and bringing them back and so forth. And we do have that. We offer that year round. And that also is included in a different lodging package called the Mountain Oasis Weekend, which is going to start in January. 
So you will receive a two-hour bike rental, as well as attending a gentle yoga stretch, a guided nature stroll. It includes breakfast. So, you know, you have a lot of different options if you're considering staying over on the property. It sounds lovely. So whether you're staying over on the property, whether you're going for a day visit, I've, I've been an annual pass holder over at Biltmore for, oh, I don't know, at least a decade, Leanne. Yeah. I know, I know. You are one of our top customers. I, top just, <laughs> I just love it. I'm a top guest. Well, tell us how we can get more information about Biltmore and all the different packages that you have and everything that's going on over there. How can we get more information? The best place to go is to our website, which is Biltmore.com and um, take some time and go through. There's a lot of different areas there that'll help you sort of make your itinerary. That's one of the things I always suggest people do is to look ahead, plan ahead, because when you get there, you may not realize all the things that you can do when you arrive. So do a little homework, but all of that information is online at our website. Well, I know one one visit is never enough. I agree. <laughs> well, Leanne, thank you so much for the for the update and for all that you do. It's it's always nice to see your name out there or see you on the TV <laughs> talking about what's happening at Biltmore and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you, Marilyn. You as well. Well, I know I'm looking forward to taking my traditional candlelight tour and seeing all the beautiful decorations at Biltmore right now. And although we can predict the Biltmore traditions will live on, we know predicting travel demand is challenging in this rapidly changing environment. The travel industry is gradually moving again, and we're very hopeful coming into the new year. But what are people really thinking these days? Coming up next is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport to fill us in on some of their new research talking about what are travelers thinking right now. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Kay. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we put you in the middle of experiencing Asheville like no one else can. With an expert guide by your side, you'll have an all-access pass to what makes Asheville so unique. Our sense of place, history, and awe along with great food and drinks and spectacular views. We follow safety protocols on every tour. Come experience why TripAdvisor awarded our company the 2020 Traveler's Choice Award, placing us in the top 10% of attractions worldwide. To learn more about us and our award-winning tours, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. As we heard earlier from Brendan, there are many predictions for shifting travel trends and emerging destinations in 2021. And the most current findings are showing, obviously, U.S. residents are eager to travel again. So as we approach the new year, it's time to think about our travel plans. So what are you thinking? With more regular air service returning again and traveler numbers starting to increase, the Asheville Regional Airport is conducting an ongoing survey to better understand your feelings about air travel at this time. 
And here to give us an update on current travel sentiments is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, it's always a pleasure to have you on Speaking of Travel. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. So, Tina, you had mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago that you were conducting an ongoing survey just to find out what people are thinking about uh, about travel, about travel now and in the future. Very easy survey. I went online. I took it myself. But let's talk a little bit about that. It's very forward-thinking to do the research and now you'll have something in your back pocket. What what are you finding in those surveys? Well, we do gather results every six weeks or so, so that we can just keep a keep an eye on how our local travelers, but also people who come to Asheville through our airport, how they are feeling about air travel right now. And so, to back up just a little bit. We push this out to an email list that we have. So many of these people who are responding are air travelers, but perhaps they haven't flown in a while, you know, and so we we really want to hear from people who have a propensity for air travel. And what we're finding is that, you know, it's kind of up and down the sentiment around travel. It mimics uh, what you're hearing in the news, you know, so we are seeing that there is a a pent up demand. People want to travel. They have the desire to get on an airplane and go somewhere. And there's a a bigger propensity for that desire for leisure travel right now. So that's primarily what we're seeing. And I think that there is growing confidence that there's a light at the end of this tunnel and people are beginning to say, yes, we're going to plan a trip within the next three to six months. Yes, we are looking at um, a vacation this spring or summer. And, you know, we're seeing those percentages inch up and that makes a lot of sense. You know, people who love to travel, uh, it's been kind of hard to not do that as much this last year. And so we're, we're really anticipating, especially as the vaccine is distributed and, and that the climate around this pandemic begins to shift in a more positive direction, you know, travel is going to rebound as well. Well, do you feel that people, uh, do you have a sense that there's a little bit more confidence in air travel, especially given that the airlines have done such an incredible job of uh, not only shifting the way that passengers get on and the protocols uh, to air travel, but also just keeping information out there to the travelers. Do you feel that there's a little more confidence? There is. We've seen that grow over time. The airlines, like you mentioned, they have been communicating very specifically about their health and safety protocols, and especially around the quality, the air quality on aircraft. And that that was a concern, um, especially early on in the pandemic. Uh, there was confusion around, well, how safe is it really to be on an airplane? And the airlines are doing a very good job of communicating to travelers um, some very objective research that shows that air quality on airplanes is very safe. There are uh, 
hospital grade HEPA filters, uh, fresh air is recirculated every few minutes, and people really are not contracting COVID on airplanes. That's not a place of concern. Like you might see, uh, you know, some other more poorly ventilated gathering places. But that in combination with the requirement to wear masks, everyone has to wear a mask. Um, and there's there's very good compliance around that in air travel. You know, it's really, we've moved through this and um, I think people are seeing, okay, I have some confidence. I'm not I'm not so nervous to go and travel. And when you see people at the airport, because you're there, you're working in your office every day and you're there at the airport. Do you see people really adhering to the protocols that you have set in place? We do. You know, we're we're so thankful for how respectful travelers are being. We've got a lot of reminders throughout the airport, lots of signage and overhead announcements and staff members who um, can kindly assist travelers. If they don't have a mask, we do have them. We have complimentary masks for anyone who needs one. So we are seeing great compliance. Travelers are being respectful of one another. And that makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. And and hopefully it can become a model for how people are respectful in all areas, whether it's an airport or a grocery store or a gas station. But I wanted to ask, well, I wanted to kind of shout out, actually, your social media. I have to say, I've really enjoyed checking in on the Asheville Regional Airport on Facebook. You always have really great little articles and you just posted a wonderful video uh, that was made at the San Francisco airport that was absolutely enchanting, and it really summed up how I feel about all airports across our country. Tell us how people can get more information hooked up to your Facebook. Absolutely. We are so easy to find. Um, if you just search us online, flyavl.com, that's our web address, and we've got easy ways to connect on all the social media platforms, you can sign up for our e-newsletter or you can peruse our website and we are happy to connect with you uh, where it makes sense for you. Well, your website is so much more than just a website for an airport. There's always fun information. Uh, you connect to all the, the providers. So it's really like a one-stop shop when you go to flyavl.com. We try. We really, um, we know that most people aren't thinking about connecting with an airport uh, most of the time, but when you need to, uh, we want to make sure that the information you need is right at your fingertips. And that is even more important now than ever before. So Tina, can somebody go onto your website and, and take the survey right there? Yes, they can. Right on the homepage, there's a quick, easy link, and we encourage anyone who um, is thinking about air travel, please let us know your thoughts. Absolutely. Well, Tina, thank you so much. It's been, uh, this This has been a crazy ride and, and being able to hook up and connect and find out what's going on in the ever-changing travel airline industries is so critically important at this time. Who would have ever thought? That's right. It's It's been one, one, uh, big year for all of us in many ways. And we just have a few weeks left and then we hit the ground running in a brand new year. 
Absolutely. Well, Tina, we'll look forward to that new year and and finding out what's going on over there at the Asheville Regional Airport. Again, thank you for all the info and, and have a wonderful holiday season. You as well, Marilyn. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Brendan and Leanne for joining us today on Speaking of Travel. You know, as this most unusual year is coming to an end, we know travelers are beginning to think again about their bucket list trips and where they want to go next. There's finally some optimism in the air and people are craving a change of scenery. While we don't know exactly how things will look in 2021, we do know we're ready. And the good news is we can still explore more of our own backyards. We can enjoy more family time and spend more time in nature. One thing this year has created is a refreshed awareness of sustainability and responsible travel. And for that, we're thankful. If your mental and emotional wellness took a backseat in 2020, there's no better time than right now to prioritize it. Your mood affects everything in your life, your relationships, your work, your self-care. So improving it should be at the top of your goal list. Let's all make a pact to make 2021 our happiest and most fulfilling year yet. Stay positive, set goals, and be present. As we round out 2020, let's be kinder to each other and more generous and always remain curious and spread the love. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 